Welcome back. We're here at episode nine of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we'll analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And returning once again today is Christopher Dennis DeGuardia from, uh, you know him from One Mo Time and The Daily Pravda. Thanks for coming back, Chris. Hey, um, it's it's good to be back, to, to right. quote ACDC, <laughs> in a way. Back in none more black. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Awesome. So we are back. Uh, we're back to discuss minute nine of the movie. This is Spinal Tap. Minute ma- uh, <laughs> minute. minute mime. He's already, in it. He's already in it. Yeah, I'm already in it. So minute nine uh, begins with uh, with Morty the mime laying down the law. It ends with Nigel raising the partition in a limo. In between, we get a, a little bit more behind the scenes look with our mime waiters. We get a little bit more of our tour kickoff party with Sir Dennis, and we get a little bit more of uh, of our limo driver, Tommy, and on the road with the band. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so we have one of the best lines of the movie to kick off this minute, mime is money. <laughs> <laughs> and that just, you know, if, if you take nothing else away from this movie, if you learn nothing else from This Is Spinal Tap, I would want you to take away that lesson. Mime is money. <laughs> that reminds me of one we're going to get a little bit later. To me, one of the most iconic ones. Mm-hmm. Money talks and bullshit walks. That's yeah. one of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, similar messages, right? So yeah. It's money, but does that supersede mime is money? Um, you mean in like yeah. the history of the world or the history of this podcast? In between, uh, you know, uh, Morty the Mime and our, and our hostess with the mostess. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, so she's saying money talks. Obviously, the, the mime money is it's silent money. Right. Mm. So it doesn't talk. Yeah. So someone's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's some, a bit yeah, of a conflicting a dichotomy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Interesting. Wow. Or maybe, maybe it's money money talks and bullshit walks against the wind. That's hmm. what it is. Yeah. So I think maybe, maybe there's one of those, um, you know, a business case study. Yeah. Done on the wisdom of, of Spinal Tap. <laughs> well, I had a little something that, um, again, my husband noticed. So he's been watching these minutes with me. Not every minute, but several of them. And he noticed right here at, we've got... A, a second, well, seconds 10 and 11 or so, 11, 12, where Dennis, Sir Dennis Eaton Hogg is kind of mm-hmm. socializing with the, the fellas, is that behind him, we've got this classic, very 1980s poster that says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom in really good so I remember, poverty sucks. And it has, <laughs> it has the guy um, kind of dressed up smartly in this with his jodhpurs and such, and um, he's leaning against a Rolls Royce, and he's shipping, <laughs> sipping champagne, and he has a big champagne bucket kind of like teetering on the front of the Rolls Royce. So I thought it was an interesting set dressing detail that poverty sucks. Very 1980s kind of. Well, I feel like that's not just the 80s. That's like 80s dorm room. Totally. Totally. That like if you're if you're really wealthy, you don't have a poster <laughs> in your loft about how rich you no. are. No. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that's 
Yeah, and so it and it's right around uh, a few seconds after that that we kind of we get our closing tagline for uh, for the podcast. We get the toast from Sir Dennis, where uh, so say all of them. Tap into America. Tap into America. Wow, That's, this is a momentous minute. This is this is a, a pretty momentous big deal. Yeah, yeah, and especially here, here and now. Yes, but at least we didn't have to end the episode when you said that. No, I was no. worried that was over. <laughs> no, come back, wait, wait, listeners, come back. We're not done. <laughs> Next episode, yeah. Uh, all right. oh, yeah this one's going to be a little short, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it just kind of builds on what we were talking about last episode. That at least you know, from all appearances, as far as we know, they're really getting major support from the label. Again, we've got you know, it's not just like a letter or a form email or the really have email back. It's not a form letter or some lackey. It's this is Sir Dennis in person out here to toast the band and uh, and wishing them great success on their North American tour. <laughs> uh, so there's no reason to be anything but optimistic at this point. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I guess on that note, we segue to the band Out About Town. I think we, we start getting some indications that uh, not everyone is on the same page. <laughs> uh, one of those people is uh, is Tommy Pachetta, the limo driver. And I think this is uh, this is our sort of a reunion. This is our first time with Tommy's back with us since, uh, was it minute three, where he's picking up the band from the airport and he's got the sign that says Spinal Pap. Yeah. <laughs> so now Tommy's back and he's driving them around New York City. They don't really care for uh, for his banter. Yeah, so I looked a little into Bruno Kirby a bit more. He's a great character actor. Um, he's been in this and a couple mm-hmm. of other known for on IMDb. His top four are The Godfather 2, Donnie Brasco, When Harry Met Sally, and Good Morning Vietnam. So it actually doesn't have this is Spinal Tap there, but those are some some pretty big ones. And he definitely has made his way around a lot of um, television shows. Um, he was also in Sleepers and Basketball Diaries. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought City Slickers might make that top four. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, especially since we just saw Billy Crystal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that they, how could they know? But, <laughs> you know. but yeah, yeah. unfortunately, the, the great late Bruno Kirby, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's no, I mean, he was... I always think of his uh, Clemenza, mm-hmm. or uh, wasn't he also in um, the Freshman? Yes, yes. He, he's always kind of like the fast talking. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he's in here. He's he's got his one note as Sinatra. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants to talk about. So yeah, he's, I guess he's kind of typecast. We'll say you know he's kind of the the uh, the Italian guy. We'll say I can say that. It's okay when I say that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 The fast, we can the say fast, it. You know, <laughs> the fast talking sort of. Cranky Italian guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, saying Clemenza was kind of the same way. Just and that's what they were saying about him and and some of the other movies too uh, with Billy Crystal that he kind of played the same you know buddy role. Right, like the kind of the the whiny, obnoxious, semi obnoxious buddy that yeah. sticks around. Yeah, it's it's a shame. This is another uh, another character that I think it's underserved by the the final version of the movie. Uh, I talked a little bit last time about about Bobby Fleckman. This is another character, uh, Tommy, that has a lot more scenes in that work print, deleted scenes that were cut out uh, of the final version of the movie. 
where uh, he actually, uh, I think we, I think this may be the last time we see him or we only see him. He's driving whenever we see him. There's, there's some scenes where he's up in the room where the band actually gets him out of the car and gets him up into the hotel room and they loosen him up a little bit and he gets to know the, the guys a little bit more and they get to know him. And there's some, you know, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say sweet moments where they, mm. they come together. There's one particular scene where uh, they introduce Tommy to marijuana, which, uh, which is an experience for, uh, for the straight-laced, old-school uh, Italian you know, guy that uh, that Tommy is, but so yeah, they introduce him to his world, and uh, you know, his his final verdict is these these guys are okay. You know, he just needs to get to know them a little bit more. But yeah, that's you know, unfortunately, that gets cut out, so we uh, we don't see that. So uh, you know, Tommy ain't so bad. No, I think he's great. I love him, and yeah, and and Bruno Kirby was a big Sinatra fan himself too, so I'm sure he brought mm-hmm. in some of that love in his comments and and also another th- thing i just noticed just just for funsies is that he was um in entourage uh, at least one episode of entourage and so is fran drescher so they have that connection hearkening back to earlier in this minute and then that also reminded me that debbie mazar's character in entourage is kind of a bobby fleckman-ish type so just go in full circle with that. And I love, I love her, of course. Too. Huh. Yeah, that that's a good connection. I hadn't hadn't thought of that in terms of yeah. She's like she's there, Bobby Fleckman, kind of taking care of them, representing representing the the agency or the the business side of things. Yeah, it's, yeah. what what a well cast movie that we can watch this now and say, oh look, that was so and so. You know, uh, were people in 1984 saying, oh god, it's Bruno Kirby, oh it's Fred <laughs> yeah. Drescher. You know, it, it all came together. Yeah. Because, yeah, 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 so I don't think it's, it, you know, there are not a lot of people where it was their first thing. But certainly like like Fran Drescher, we're, we're talking about a handful of roles and and certainly wasn't known and, and didn't have things like The Nanny. Yeah, I don't know how well, how well Bruno Kirby would have done. I mean, his credits go back to the early 70s. But it's a lot of um, TV movies or one episode of a TV show, like one episode of MASH and that kind of stuff. Uh, one episode of Columbo, one episode of Kojak. Yeah, other than other than Godfather 2 that, that you mentioned, Chris, Young Clemenza. Yeah, he doesn't really have anything that strikes, you know, strikes me as, oh, this guy would have been known mm-hmm. um, until, uh, yeah, until Spinal Tap. So, you know, this was kind of the movie that made him. And then you see after that, it's that he really kind of takes off in terms of the parts where it's stuff like the City Slickers, Freshman, you know, and that kind of stuff is all, it's all post Spinal Tap. Yeah. So I think you, you do get a good intersection of people that had been, you know, had been working, but maybe not, you know, if you had waited 10 years where maybe you couldn't afford that kind of cast or you couldn't get, you know, get mm-hmm. the same people together. You kind of got just the right moment of their career where, you know they they've been around. They know what they're doing. They're not, you know, they're not fresh off the boat or fresh out of uh, acting school or cosmetology school, as the case may be. But they're they're not too famous to do uh, to do a, do a nice little documentary about uh, about a band. Right. Yeah. Do you think he is? Um. He's obviously stung when they uh, when they shut him out. Yeah. Was he? Do you do you think he thought this ride was going great? do you think he thought they were all on board i love that well i think he sees the thread right because the 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 groupies reading that book 
So he's like, right. oh, this is my inn. Yeah. You know, this is our common ground. Right. And then That's... it really bites him in the ass. It just, he just yeah. gets, like, literally shut out. Yeah. And then, making me sad. oh, sorry. Well, because he is, yeah, he does, he's got, like, a smirk or a smile, you know, almost like someone who's laughing at their own joke. Like, he's, right. yeah, he's like, oh, this is a really good story. Like, I've got it. I've got a good piece of work that I'm about to lay on these people. I've got a good story. He's smiling, and uh, and then he's not smiling. Right, and then he, <laughs> he he instantly changes gears to you know kind of salvage his own pride. Yeah, because yeah. he's got um. I, I just keep thinking of him as Rob Reiner. He's, he's got yeah. Rob Reiner with him. When yeah, you're with yeah. Rob Reiner, you're gonna you know you gotta save some face. But he, I I just he just you know the the instant turns on a dime, and he's immediately not happy with them. Yeah, and yeah. I just, just, like you said, you feel bad for him because he. I I think he thought he was doing great. Yeah, totally. He, he thought those guys were about to like you know yeah yeah, but no. Yeah. But then he tur- he turns on a dime. It's like yeah, I don't want you know eh, who are they? Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> like you know, yeah. It's it's, and they, it's funny. Yeah. He 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 sticks with the Sinatra though. Yeah. He, he continues to hold them up against the Sinatra uh, <laughs> yeah. benchmark. Well, you're not Sinatra yet. Yeah. <laughs> when you've loved and when lost. You've loved yeah. and lost. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's funny. So actually, and then once again, going back to uh, to the work print and, and a deleted scene, there's a little bit more of, of Tommy and, and Marty talking. Yeah. And, and Marty asks, so have, did you ever drive Frank around in your limo? And he says, he says, No. But one day he drove a car the day after Sinatra had been in that car. <laughs> and he said, you, you could feel the essence that the, the magic of Sinatra just lingered in the limo the day after Frank had been in the back. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, he. you know, he's, he's probably driving around all kinds of, uh, you know, the rich and famous and whatnot of, uh, of New York society. But uh, you know he's got his favorites. He's got uh, he's got his guy, definitely Frankie. Right. And you know I can't I can't blame him. It's you know it's a different style of music. But uh, I mean you could do worse. You could do a lot worse than uh, than Francis Sinatra. I think you think you got it there. So he, we've got we've got we went from Morty the mime to Marty the limo driver. Yeah, Tommy. We're, we're, Tommy. Oh, is it Mar- Okay, Tommy. yeah, sorry. Marty. Marty, Marty is, is uh, Rob. Yes, okay. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm stuck on him being Rob. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> He's... Yeah, this is calling a meathead at least. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. step in the right direction. This is I, I want to mention that when I was younger, uh, you know, when I when I saw this movie when I was little, I'm not sure I wasn't sure that Michael McKean wasn't actually Tom Hamilton from Aerosmith. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I might have thought they were the same guy. You know, you can. Uh, yeah, it's 1984, right? So I was. Yeah. Seven, so I'm not gonna feel too badly about it but i i think i might have legitimately thought that that was tom hamilton of aerosmith for a while definitely has the hair yeah got the hair and kind of that 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 the look yeah the look about him i might so when you do you remember when you first saw this what your initial thoughts were of the of the movie well i i watched it very young because i desperately wanted to like it Mm -hmm. um like you know my dad's a musician my uncle was kind of this like roadie extraordinaire he was like he was like a roadie for the band boston oh wow wow. so he had all these stories of you know being on the road and all this stuff and it's all they would talk about was like spinal taps like i want to watch spinal tap because it's rock and roll you know yeah like when you're like you know eight nine ten it kind of like cruises by you a bit (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? So maybe I, too I, subtle for that. Yeah. Right? So I remember like being I when I was little, I wanted it to be more cartoonish than it was. I know it sounds crazy to say that now, <laughs> as we watch it, but I don't know what I was waiting for. I just. I thought it was Tom Hamilton and a bunch of other guys, so I didn't quite know what they were talking about. <laughs> but I, I honestly thought it was Tom Hamilton. Uh, That's like one of my enduring memories of the first time I watched it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it not, this story doesn't really go anywhere besides Tom Hamilton. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just makes you think of Aerosmith. Yeah. So, so anyway, so speaking of musicians, uh, you yourself – are a musician, mm-hmm. and yes. for uh, for the audience members that aren't familiar with Christopher Dennis, he is a musician. Uh, <laughs> so, so in your in your tours and 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 playing around Cambridge and you know, as far as Somerville, yeah, uh, <laughs> when we go on tour, do you have any, uh, <laughs> any any real life Spinal Tap moments, or, or maybe some stories from Boston uh, from your uncle that you can share with us? I don't know. I mean, I, I you know nothing. You know, I'm no. Um, I don't know how. Like the furthest we went to New York once to play. Oh, like, I think that was like our big move. Like we played like CBGB's once in New York. That's, when it was open. that's big. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. But I don't know how much I have to. I don't have any great, amazing stories that I can think of right now. I mean, I'm all right. Didn't mean I, to put you on the spot. Yeah, let, let me. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> maybe we'll circle back to that. Something will remind me. Yeah, I, I did. I did just play last night. I had a, a guitar amplifier probably way too close to my head than it should have been. <laughs> and uh, later, the sound man told me that the guitar wasn't even going through the. Oh the, no! The, the, no, he said it was so loud he didn't need to put it through. Oh my god! <laughs> so my head was in front of this guitar amp that was this loud enough that the, it did not need to be put through the mains in this huge auditorium. So, oh my god! Put it that, that I, maybe I've scrambled my brain with that. Maybe so. <laughs> it's all missing. But you know, um, we certainly never had a limo driver talk to us about Sonata. We didn't have a limo driver. Really, might have been yeah. a taxi driver once when we really splurged. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- th- this is kind of what you would like aspire to. Yeah, I mean you know, these, like, these guys are, are are big time. Certainly not not every band is is getting driven around. No, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a whole another thing. But my uncle would probably have better stories than I do. Well, you maybe know. we can get him. I'll on. see if I get him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to go back for things, but no, get your uncle on instead. <laughs> yeah, I know his his greatest story though was so they were the roadies uh, for Boston. And they'd be playing these, like, they'd play, like, uh, the Boston Garden, say. And this is before every every big rock show has a humongous screen mm-hmm. to show you what's going on. So they would go on stage to, like, set the guitars up, and people would go nuts. Because they just, from a distance, they saw these guys with long hair come on stage with guitars. <laughs> oh, yeah, They're yeah. Like, oh, it must be and the band. Go, oh, it's yeah. Boston. And they'd flip out. <laughs> and then when they they started tuning or whatever, they'd get more excited. And then it would just become disappointment. When they realized it wasn't actually the band, <laughs> so maybe that's it's probably a better story for my uncle than I could tell. But I just thought that was funny that they would get like this, like they'd get a whole uh, auditorium, whole arena going nuts for them for like three seconds, yeah. and then it'd be over. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that the show last night you did have to do with like uh, some sort of David Bowie theme. Yeah, it was a, like a David Bowie retrospective. Oh, so cool. um, I played with my my friend's band because they don't have a they don't have a piano player. So when they want to do Bowie with piano, they call me. And so we would uh, you know we played a set. Then this guy that worked with Bowie at the record label came out and gave like a talk uh, for a, quite a long time. It seemed like. <laughs> and uh he just he just said when i start talking about lazarus it's time to come out 
It's like, okay. And so we, we would check in and it's so like, what's he talking about? Oh, he's in the eighties. Okay. Plenty of time. You know? <laughs> we just like kind of follow the trajectory from backstage. And uh, this guy, like I expected like a spinal tap type character out right? of this guy, but he was really just like a guy from like the next town over from me mm. <laughs> who, but, who didn't have like a cool British accent or anything. It was just like, it was like talking to my neighbor. So <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, speaking of David Bowie and cool British accents, I actually just got into and am currently binging another Movies by Minutes podcast. They actually already wrapped up, but they are called The Whole Shebang, and they're a, a Velvet Goldmine Movies by Minutes podcast. And i blanking on the names of the two co-hosts, but they're a husband and wife, and she's British. And they both um, really deep dive in on um, the culture of that era of glam music and everything. And that's a really great podcast. So it's already completed. You know, they've already gone through all the minutes. But Mm -hmm. if you're looking for going, you know, really deep into the music of um, David Bowie and that that whole scene, uh, check out the whole shebang that's another movies by minutes podcast and it's really great they're a lot of fun all right yeah good tip well anything else on this minute (laughs) i know that we've talked about david bowie and the whole shebang i mean it's do you think it's do you guys find it not not to go backwards in time but is it kind of abrupt to go from like the party to is this the next day do we assume that's a good question i noticed that the guys are wearing different clothes the guys in the band. Yeah. Right. So I think the yeah, I'm I'm assuming the party's at night, though I don't know if we actually get any views like out a window or anything. I would think this would be the next day. And that they wouldn't so they did they played a show before the party. I don't think they have another show in New York. I would think they would be moving on to the next city that maybe this is the ride to, you know, back to the airport. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. This actually this may be the ride down to Philadelphia, which I don't think is covered in the movie, and it's going back, you know, referencing a deleted scene that that Tommy, the limo driver, is actually driving them down to Philadelphia to uh, to their next show. But uh, yeah, I would assume that this is the next day. Yeah, good question. Okay, I mean, yeah. when they do, they they play around a little bit with with, with time. the The offstage stuff is all sequential. In terms of the the order, we the order we see things is the order that that things happened as they were documented. Uh, but I get the feeling that the performances sometimes they play around where we don't always see the performance on stage to correspond with where that show occurred with the off state off stage stuff. So uh, yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell where we are with time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, have you have you guys already covered the the Princess Bride tie in here? Where we, have, um, we we see the hat from the, uh, the hat, yes, the hat. <laughs> yeah. We just saw Miracle Max, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we, yeah, Miracle we didn't. Oh, you were here for that, yeah. We didn't mention Miracle Max, uh, played by by Billy Crystal. Yeah, we right. did mention the the hat and the um, the apocryphal story of of why that hat got included right in the Princess Bride and the fact that Count Rugen is in the band, yeah. right? Yes. And that he has eleven fingers. He so does. his fingers go to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> eleven. <yeah. laughs> it all makes sense. 
<laughs> it's yeah. all coming together. Or whatever. I don't know what kind of sense it makes, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a that's another. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That that's miracle a... Morty the mime and... is Miracle Max. So right, he's a real... so he he adores alliteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. That's that's what I have. I mean, it's it's a. I guess it's a limo ride, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's... That's what I have too. So I think we all. Kind of had a little bit, little bit of something to talk about for this minute. Do, do you guys assign a special importance to a character when they get a little title card up, like you know, Ian Faith, manager, Spinal Tap? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you keep track? Like, are they, these people are really important enough to the story? I think. I mean, we does haven't specifically talked about that, but I mean, everybody in the band does. And then, yeah, and then nice. Sir Dennis Eaton Hogg. Yeah, Bobby Fleckman yeah. got one. Bobby, Fleckman. Bobby got one. Ian yeah. gets one. Yeah. Yeah, they're all pretty important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to think it, going forward it, who who gets or doesn't get one. There aren't a lot of new characters introduced. There are a couple that certainly don't. There's a, there's a couple that are. But, for, you know, for example, you know, Tommy didn't get one. But he's not really, you know, he's not officially, he's not with the band or the record company, but he's got a little bit to say. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's in the sphere. Yeah, I don't know if there's, if, if the significance goes beyond that, just in terms of the people on the payroll. And I don't know if there's a, um, if there's a rule in documentaries of who, who gets that card. And yeah, I was doesn't. just, just thinking, we have to view this as viewers of the documentary. Yeah. yeah. So not. Well, it, and it, and this- it's interesting because, uh. The movie kind of parallels, I think, something that we've done inadvertently in, in previous episodes. You mentioned the title card for Ian Faith, Manager Spinal Tap, which we actually haven't seen yet. So officially, there's this guy hanging around uh, who who has not been formally introduced. And, and we've been talking about him like we know who he is and we assume the audience knows who he is. We see him in the very beginning – uh, when when the band is first arriving in New York and 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 Tommy's picking them up at the airport and there's there's some guy there with his cricket bat saying uh, you know no this isn't LaGuardia this is JFK he's telling them where they are you know the airport and then he's uh, escorting them into the the party the kickoff party for the tour and he's saying oh this is Soho he's you know kind of their tour guide telling them where they are but he doesn't get a formal introduction. And there's actually, again, I'm going to go back to the work print. There's a deleted scene or, or a deleted bit of that introduction. When Bobby is introducing uh, Sir Dennis, there's another line that got cut out where he, where she says, oh, this is the band's manager, Ian Faith, um, mm. where he's kind of, you know, she, she introduces Dennis to them and then she introduces Ian to Dennis. And that line got cut out. So up to this point, we've seen this guy hanging around. But he, you know, he hasn't gotten his title card yet. He hasn't had a formal introduction. Mm-hmm. And then, and and it kind of paralleled where we never said because, in, you know, when in that minute when the band got all their cards, we went through the characters and we went through the actors and what they had done, um, which we haven't done yet for Ian Faith um, because he hasn't gotten his card yet. Right. Um, and I, I wonder. You know what what that means for the character, and particularly a character called Faith. I think that's a very interesting name. Mm, yeah, and and his position, he's uh, you know, he's a little bit of a tour guide. He he's guiding those these guys around. He's a little bit of um, maybe a babysitter, and uh, maybe a little bit of a guardian angel as well, uh, looking over the band. 
and and maybe that uh you know that name Ian Faith is a uh, you know there's some meaning there. Hmm. Um, but maybe not. I just mentioned that as something to uh, to keep an eye on okay. as we go forward. Sounds good. There you go. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for me, guys. I've run out of things to say about this minute myself. Any Anything else to add before we wrap it up? No, uh, n- nothing. I can't wait till, uh, till minute 10. Mm, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool. Well, let's wrap this baby up. Um, let's see. Who are we? What are we doing? Let me remind myself. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed um, the ninth episode of Spinal Tap Minute. Uh, you can stay connected with us th- by visiting us at SpinalTapMinute.com. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook and all that stuff. You can find us through SpinalTapMinute.com. Um, or if you want to just go straight to those places on Instagram, we're at Spinal Tap Minute. And on Twitter, we're at Spinal Tap Minute. And uh, I don't think I've mentioned this before. Maybe I have a while back, but I'm kind of the um, the Twitterer of the group and and also the Instagrammer of the group. And Sean spends a little bit more time over managing and hanging out and socializing on our Facebook group, which he will tell you about. Yeah. So I'm the uh, the Facebook guy and I hang out at the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge. So you're, uh, you're all welcome to uh, join the conversation there. And Christopher Dennis, if people want to hear or see more of you, where can they go? Well, um, they <laughs> other can, than to MIT. Other than me, yeah, if they want to come to MIT and just find me and buy me lunch, that, that's a good. Um, yeah. You can always buy Christopher Dennis a burrito. I am up for that, yep. <laughs> I had a nice burrito with Jerry Porter once. It was a lovely day. <laughs> um, I guess you can find me. I, I'm going to be on that Spinal Tap Groupies Lounge as well a lot. Awesome. I like to, you know, hang out in those types of places, I guess. <laughs> Meeting Facebook groups, not groupies lounges. <laughs> and um, coming up in December, uh, Mr. Sean and uh, Pete Mummert and I will be covering um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in a very, a very odd format we've established for ourselves, which we really like because it means we only have to do like 10 episodes. <laughs> but it's, so uh, we're looking, I know I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I, hope, I hope you are, and uh, yes, yeah, that's going to be fun. But it's 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 it'll be in December, so give yeah. people time to give people time to get ready for it. Yes. Yeah. So the, does that have a title that that podcast? Because it's not quite a movies by minutes no. format. It's like you said, it's a little different. Yeah. So we're doing uh, National National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. So we're gonna okay. we we so we I know we were talking about the day what day the taxi ride is whatever. Uh, we've cut up the movie into days. And then we're going to cover those dates upon the actual days. Oh, cool. So we've kind of triangulated the dates using the 1989 calendar. And, yeah, um, and it's nice there's a little advent calendar, uh, at least for some of the days in the movie, mm-hmm. that helps you, that will help us locate, you know, which action happens on which day. And then we have broadcast uh, discussion of that action on the actual date. Right. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah. So don't, cool. Don't I look forward it. to listening. Yes. <laughs> I hope you do. That's what's so fun with these um, movies by minutes and and other related, you know, movie, especially movie related podcasts. Is I know now so much more about movies. Some of them I'm a big fan of, and then some of them that I've always, you know, kind of liked. Like I, I like Christmas, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but it's not like super on my radar as like one of my top faves. But it'll be really fun to just get. Get in there and and see it through your your collective mm-hmm. eyes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not one of your faves yet, right? But, uh, but it will be. It'll happen. Yeah, 
It'll, it grows on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, wrapping it up for minute number nine. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you to the listeners. And then thank you to, uh, to Christopher as well. I hope you can uh, maybe come back tomorrow and finish out the week. Yeah. Yeah. And, let's uh, do it. All right. So, uh, so I, I say thank you. And so say all of us. Tap, Tap into, into America. America. Nice one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. We're at episode nine now of Spinal Tap Minute. This is the podcast where we'll analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Where'd Sean go? I'm sorry. <laughs> there he is. He's back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's that, uh, you know, if I have the mute button. Yeah. muted, then you can't hear me. I know. Um, it's funny how that works that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> Life hack regarding mute buttons. Life hack. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, yeah, I'll just, well, we can edit this out. Yes, we can.